Okay, so we are here today to discuss Two Texas, uh, Sunny's Blues by James Baldwin and The Moss by Helena Maria Viramontes. And um, we chose these texts to discuss out of the ones um, to choose from because both of these kind of more resonated with uh, both of us and I'm going to introduce to you Daniela before we get more into it. Um, her and I are going to be having a discussion about these texts and answer a few questions regarding the texts themselves and how they apply or we can relate to them personally. So without further ado, I am going to hand it over to Daniela to uh, introduce herself for everyone. Hello, my name is Daniela. I'm a friend of Parvenay's. I am 28 years old, and I am originally <laughs> from Argentina. I was born and raised there, and I moved to the U.S. when I was about 12 or 13 years old. So I've spent my childhood years in Argentina and my teenage and adult years here in the U.S. So I think that's why those two texts, Sonny's Blues and The Moss, um, resonated the most with me just because of the well the moss is for the Hispanic aspect of the text and then Sonny's Blues is for the hyphenated personality or double consciousness as Parvenu was telling me and um, same uh, we're both very close to our grandmothers um, we both are older children of our siblings and so I think we could relate culturally to some of the aspects and some of the texts, and then also just, you know, uh, how would you say it? The responsibilities of being the eldest and relating to the narrator <laughs> within Sonny's Blues, uh, the struggle of wanting to help and feel a sense of responsibility for your younger sibling and mm -hmm. trying to help them adapt and find their way within society um, from your understanding of that world and how it is to function and to operate within it. So um, with that being said, we have a few questions we came up with that we're going to go over. Uh, the first one I'll start with is, which character or characters resonate most with who you are personally? So starting with Sonny's, uh, Sonny's Blues, I did relate the most with the narrator uh, just because of the way he was setting up the story and how he's the oldest brother. So I first resonated with that, being the eldest in the family, uh, having this sense of maybe sometimes wanting to protect your, your younger ones, but them not being able to understand you or not being able to understand each other. He made it very clear that that sibling uh, dynamic that there can be in a family that sometimes maybe the eldest feels a certain way that they're doing things a certain way for the well-being of us younger siblings and the younger sibling not understanding mm -hmm. that and vice versa too because later down in the story Sonny lets them know that well you never hear me like you listen but you don't hear me and then mm -hmm. I think that touched my heart too mm -hmm. just because I had moments like that with my brothers too like well I'm doing this because I care about you or because you should be doing this but 
they hit me with their point of view. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you do this when I was doing this and that? So mm-hmm. I think I reason I yeah, I felt more connected to the narrator in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I like I get what you're saying cuz I feel like the same. Like you relate more to the older brother, but a part of you like you know the freedom of Sunny. Oh and yes, who he was. Oh, like, for it, sure. It would be nice to be able to be that yes. carefree person and yes. not be this, yes. you know, <laughs> the one that has to go the way society is and 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 do things how they're supposed to be done. So, <laughs> um, and then I think within the mosque there were elements of you know cultural identity um, that a lot of cultures even you know we come from different cultures and a similar mm-hmm. culture all mm-hmm. at the same time. But um, one element of that I think that we both um, understood was the expectations of women within a lot of cultures. You know, a lot of time, like, we will be kind of the backbone of a culture, but we won't have the recognition. It's like an unspoken, understood thing where, you know, the recognition kind of more goes to the man because, you know, they have the livelihood. But the running and everything is like this you know, without getting the credit of it or the, you know, recognition of it, yes. an unspoken thing that the woman kind of, you know, runs everything and it would mm-hmm. fall apart, you know, yes. without us within those societies. Yeah, like in the mosque, I remember the dad kind of getting angry at the mom for the way mm-hmm. the daughters were being, but it's like, bro, like, they're your daughters too. <laughs> yeah, and that was like his one con- contribution was the criticism. It yes. seemed more so when yeah. they were doing everything mm-hmm. and, it was relatable, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we'll go next then to the next question we have here that we came up with, which is, what elements of the moth and Sunny's blues did you like most? What about these stories spoke most to you? So just, you know, thinking about both of the taxes, um, what parts of them stood out to you most or did you like the most or, you know... Um, uh, what stood out the most to me is when the narrator in, in Sonny's Blues mm-hmm. found out uh, about his uncle, well, that had passed away, mm-hmm. his dad's brother, that he had no idea about that, but that side of his uh, dad, mm-hmm. that if it wasn't for the mom and the mom kind of letting him know that, yeah, your dad can be tough and rough, but I've seen his tears, I've, I've been there through his vulnerable side Mm -hmm. and um i think i lost my train of thought but (laughs) what i was trying to get at is it it resonated with me because i've had similar situations where maybe i've had some confrontations with my parents or discussion or Mm -hmm. or heated arguments with my family and then down the line or uh having on a different day or some other time talking about something else completely unrelated and putting two and two together like oh wow it makes sense why they were this way or why they reacted that way is Mm -hmm. because they went through this and that Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just and then it Mm kind of sounds like you're also hitting at the commonality of identifying with that kind of role being put on you that yeah. you're supposed to look out for them and yeah. there's reasoning behind it and there's some way emotionally kind of it will pull on your heartstrings and mm-hmm. you're you know that the same way he was confronted with that you know just being in a similar situation uh that would just kind of create 
a stronger urgency to feel like you're taking care of or having to look out for them. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like he probably already to a certain extent felt responsible towards his brother. Yeah. And if that didn't intensify it, oh, <laughs> you yes. know, I don't know what would yes. is finding out about this uncle you never knew about or mm-hmm. anything about. And, and I, I, with you touching on that point, I really like the way the mother had said that. She said, I'm not trying to say this. I believe she said, I'm not trying to say this to make anyone bitter or upset, but I'm just telling you because you have a brother and the world is no different. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of interesting because that's another reoccurring theme is, you know, if we look back how long ago, you know, the texts were written and there's still a lot of concepts within these that are relevant very much so to today mm-hmm. and will probably be very much relevant to tomorrow. And so there's these ideas that we change so much, but then sometimes who we are as a person like, and who we are as people, like from a humanitarian um, outlook, you know, we're not always that different. And, you know, we have these expectations that we're going to evolve and change and be a whole different type of person than... Yeah the person before years and years ago but there is still that relatability and we don't change as much as we probably would like to give ourselves the credit of changing we Mm -hmm. have in society made a lot of changes and stuff but there's a lot of things still going on today and struggles that you know those haven't been eliminated those haven't been wiped out you know so I definitely like those elements too um of uh Sunny's Blues and the moth, I liked um, the intimacy with her grandmother. Oh, yeah. I really loved that. Yes. Um, I loved her wording. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very eloquent. It really way. made me cry, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right? It was that. I was, yeah, I was reading it here with you, but I was trying for you not to see me like a tear <laughs> to came out. Yeah, because of how the detail, how yeah. he, she uh, described that moment, you know, when the grandma, I mean, spoiler alert, but when the grandma passed away, yeah. uh, how she treated her, how she cleaned mm-hmm. her, how she bathed her, how she described her, which it just touched me because just a few minutes ago, she was full of life. And now, yes. you know, she, yeah. the, it was just the body now. I was like, oh. And her discoveries of her, like how there's this person so much of who she knew so much of and there was still so much unknown about her mm-hmm, and like for her scars. to be discovered yeah. even mm-hmm. you know in a physical sense so mm-hmm. I, I really like that too um, I think both of these texts had a lot of intimacy mm-hmm. in both of them mm-hmm. um, the dynamics of different relationships mm-hmm. and the expectations of those different relationships sometimes coming in the way and sometimes being looked think, aside. Yeah, also, I think, oh, now that you're touching on that, the with the moss, it was more of a female perspective, and then Sonny's is a gentleman, you know, mm-hmm. a, a man. So you could tell also how men, it's a little more difficult for them to express themselves, like That's emotionally. Really yeah, because how come, like, I cried with the moss, but, like, mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny still pulled on my strings, but it was a little more difficult to kind mm-hmm. of get those emotions out. Mm-hmm. I think in a way, too, like, man, they're in a society that it's a little difficult for them. Mm-hmm. Just overall, it's a very difficult to for him to express himself. Yeah. I don't know, emotions get them and out. And I think mm-hmm. because women were allowed to, so that's an, an interesting thing you bring up, too, because in the text, kind of the girl kind of cried a little. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but she didn't want it to make it noticeable or whatever right. 
And it's almost like you have the okay, like it's okay to be emotional, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where in Sunny's Blues, it's like, you know, you hear the emotion, but you just kind of feel like going with the text, like you just have to get through it and yeah. keep going kind of a thing. Yes, in, a, in, a, in an area, he did say that his cheeks got wet, like you could tell that like, he started crying when he was mm-hmm. talking to his brother, but it, it didn't really delve into that. They just kind of keep going, like you say, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was a little more, I don't know, like, those emotions were a little more dense to get mm-hmm. through. Yeah, I don't know. And it's interesting how you as a reader, or we as readers, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, conform to the, whatever the style is yeah. in a way. Just even in the background, you know, mm-hmm. just there and going through the motions, like, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of, you know, subconsciously almost conform to both of those in a in a way almost, it seems. So, mm-hmm. um with that being said, we do have another question. So I'm going to go over the third question we have here, which is, how was double consciousness exhibited within these texts, if at all? And are there any ways personally you can identify with the sense of having a hyphenated identity and this concept of double consciousness? Um, given your own personal background and experiences, is there some relatability found in these texts mm-hmm. um, or elements of how you identify? You know, you come from two different cultures in a different way. And, and mm-hmm. you know, is there any way you found in your own personal experiences in life and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. while adapting or ha- after having adapted or in different ways, are there any ways you can analyze your behavior or your experience and say you know yeah I could see how I, there was times I I myself practiced a sense of double consciousness mm-hmm. do you want to start <laughs> <laughs> give I me mean, a yeah. moment <laughs> no I can't I can't um I definitely think coming from a mixed culture and probably a lot of people that are mixed would relate and probably you can being of two different mixed cultures in a different mm-hmm. way too um is that there were a lot of differences and you learned to look at both cultures and both sides from the other person's perspective. So, Mm -hmm. for example, like, my Iranian side, like, there were things they would put down about my other side and, you know, kind of make fun of and, you know, different things that they didn't understand because they came from a different culture and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so, like, a lot of the elements... um, where, you know, like, American culture, they kind of have, like, a negative attitude because, you know, the countries don't get along as well <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, uh, I would see that play on the other side of my family, you know, and their their um, ideas or feelings towards some of the things my family would do or just, you know, the kind of attitude they had without knowing them, just knowing where they came from, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's all you have to go off of and how, you know, there was like this idea they were going to be a certain way or something and and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, being caught in the middle, you make different connections, like, you know, funny things like, you know, my Iranian side of the family would always say, well, how come your guys' food, you guys eat sandwiches? Like, that's your <laughs> food. That's what you eat. That's the meal. And I didn't realize that. And then I'm looking on the TV, TV and Quizno and Subway. And I was like, oh, wow, our food is sandwiches. Like, we do eat sandwiches, <laughs> you know, like, right. yeah. different things. Or they say, oh, you guys bake a lot. And I'm like, oh, you know, American thing is to bake a lot. Like, we do. I didn't realize that, you know, and, and different things like that. So, 
you learn to look at it from the other eyes and then you know when you're in that setting how you're being viewed you know so I know like oh there's some you know uh some ideas or notions held towards middle eastern people and I know like I look very middle eastern so Mm -hmm. I know someone's going to associate me with you know those ideas held a lot of times just looking at me physically Mm -hmm. but then like for example when I go to Iran and my Farsi is very broken and I have you know an accent and everything um especially when I first get there having not spoken it for a while Mm -hmm. um then when I start speaking, just the surprise because it's like, oh, you're not from here, you know? Cause yeah. like, so it's just, just yes. different things. And like, how, you look like us, but you're yes, not from yes. <laughs> And just how, you know, like people have these ideas before they even, you know, have a conversation with you just based mm-hmm. off of, you know, the picking up of your background and what they can see of you physically. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes who you are, surprises them if they're open to seeing that because you're maybe not within the perception of what Mm -hmm. the box they placed you in or something right right Mm -hmm. so but living with two different identities and Mm -hmm. and having and being who you're around changing what you're identifying or feeling about yourself Mm -hmm. because I think that's something you know probably we can both relate to and probably you more so can relate to having to step outside of a culture that you were raised in and yeah. enter a new one. And then mm-hmm. it's at a like tender age, like teenage yeah. years where you just want to conform and you want to fit in mm-hmm. and you have to work so much harder to try to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't doubt, like you probably <laughs> had to go through a lot of that yes, during that time. It was a lot. Um, we were talking about this well before we did the podcast, a little bit of how, it felt for me I was really in Argentina like if you say that you're going to the U.S. it's like you've made it wow you made it to the I don't know it's a big deal and I was really excited I remember being really excited yes I'm gonna go to the U.S. probably go to Disneyland every day yada yada (laughs) but you know (laughs) um but once we were at the airport I just started crying like I lost it and I hadn't noticed until then like what what it meant it was just pretty much leaving everyone behind you know my family my friends uh it was just interesting how it hit me right there before at the Argentinian airport in Buenos Aires um and then just coming here and it, it was very different difficult for sure uh but how can I explain because also in a way it was helpful that I in San Diego there's a big Hispanic um population Mm -hmm. so it did help me in regards to getting around with my language so Spanish wasn't a problem Mm -hmm. the only thing though is that like the Mexican accent and the Argentinian is different so I was still kind of they would still know that I wasn't Mexican obviously Mm -hmm. so I felt kind of like I stood out and I mm-hmm. that was the last thing that I wanted. I just wanted to kind of blend in, let me figure this out, let me mm-hmm. figure this language out. Everyone, uh, I never had a, a bad experience with anyone. Everyone was always mm-hmm. super helpful. That's why I, I love all the friends that I made during middle school, high school. Um, they even wanted to learn like some sayings in Argentinian and I was super shy. Yeah. But no, it, it, it was just very interesting. It definitely helped me form 
who I am today, those experiences are definitely traumatic. <laughs> now that I think about it, it was a lot. It was, yeah. it was a big change. Because yeah. somebody um, but, that age, just going to a different school would be yeah really traumatic but for I some people. But I came to a whole different country, <laughs> different language, different style. Oh my gosh. Okay, not to throw to be mean, but the education system is horrible here. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people say I re- that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going... Okay, I didn't really... I knew very basic English, but I remember going to my seventh grade math class, and what was on the on the whiteboard I already knew. Yeah. So I was like raising my hand trying to answer with the little broken English that I knew. Yeah. And then my my teacher he was so surprised was like oh like the new girl is answering what what is wrong with her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was pretty. I don't know. <laughs> I'm oh, going out of out of topic, but just yeah. something that I remember now, is that yeah, like I had already learned. What was on the whiteboard? So yeah. here is it must have been behind. exciting then. Yes, because for sure. it's like I'm, I'm trying like, to learn. I'm trying, to, and it's like, wait, no, I got this. Yeah, this, <laughs> like, this, I know. <laughs> this, I'm good. <laughs> yes, mm. but yeah, but now nowadays, it's definitely it's like a two two worlds for me. I mm-hmm. when I'm home is ma- mainly Spanish, and you know my parents, and and then I leave home and I go to work. It's English, English or. I can also kind of like blend in the Mexican accent <laughs> when mm-hmm. I'm working with the public. Mm-hmm. So most of my coworkers actually don't even know that I'm from Argentina until until I start speaking in Spanish, like during mm-hmm. our break room and stuff. And they're like, "Wait, you're not Mexican?" Or mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, I've been you know blending in everywhere." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think that's pretty. It's pretty cool it's being aware of the setting that you're at mm-hmm. and being able to, yeah, kind of like what your topic is about uh, being conscious about mm-hmm. where you're from and then being able to use that kind of like to your advantage in a way like how they're perceiving you mm-hmm. so, so mm-hmm. just to touch on more because I do think it's a very interesting um, uh, observation and, and sharing you bring forward talking about like how you even just changed your accent a little bit uh-huh. to, to fit in <laughs> yes. so that when you spoke Spanish you know here's this it's a language or native tongue and mm-hmm. you spoke it you know perfectly and so comprehension wasn't an issue but mm-hmm. like you know just wanting to fit in yes I didn't want to stand out I remember and I remember them my my classmates just staring at me when every time I would speak in Spanish mm-hmm. and that's when I would be self-conscious like mm-hmm. okay I sound I definitely sound different to them because their their eyes were like lit up mm-hmm. like what did you just say they would mm-hmm. tell me can you repeat it and I did not, I was so shy. I was mm-hmm. so, I did not want to stand out. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of just like keep to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you know, I started getting more comfortable and whatever. And and I would teach them bad words and, you know, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, because of having so many friends with Mexican descent or uh, other types of backgrounds, I was able to kind of pick up on those accents and I I did I wanted to blend it. I didn't want to stand out. Even even till now, if I cannot stand out, I will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you were aware of it even then. Yeah, like you yeah. had a perception to understand. Yeah. Like, oh, I I they can tell you know. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like don't look at me. <laughs> and it it sounds like you wanted to have like, feel like you had a place like you fit in. Yeah, I think you, so. I think mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> which is a really good perception because like I mean you definitely are in a really good position to interchangeably 
you know, think and understand both mm-hmm. and speak it in whatever dialogue, dialect you mm-hmm. want to Spanish yes, or different yes, things like that. Much. So it was probably a lot to go through and very traumatic, like thinking back on it, but it definitely mm-hmm. built who you are a lot yeah. and gave you like, you know, a lot of strength. Yeah, and... definitely like, helped me build character for sure. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that was super, I mean... I can still be pretty shy, but back there was super, super shy. And this whole, the whole change of setting and country and all of that, it kind of helped me figure out who I was, what I liked, what I like, didn't like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you identify, do you think, if someone were to say, oh, like, Daniela, wh- what are you from? What are you? Who no. are you from? Oh like, my what, gosh. Do you, what do you personally feel like you identify with or... You know, it's always tough. It's both. Mm -hmm. Just because, I don't know. Last time I went to Argentina, I really felt out of place. Mm -hmm. Also because it had been so long as well. But when I came back, I felt like this sense of relief. Like, oh, I'm home. Oh, okay. You know? So, I don't know. Do you think, like, it depends on where you're at, what you identify most with? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. And also probably, like, who is asking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. depending who asks, you're like, you know, I feel more of this. Or, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I noticed so. even just going to Iran, like, when I'm in Iran, I feel like I'm an American, mm-hmm. you know. And then when I'm here... I feel like I'm Iranian. Yes, you know, it's yes. a very interesting thing. Yeah. And it's like, wow, wouldn't you feel more one yeah. or the other? But it's like that side of you is like... Yeah, so like when I'm here or meeting new people or employees, I like to bring up, well, yeah, I'm from Argentina, yada, mm-hmm. yada. But then when I start asking questions about this and history, and that, I kind of feel like a fraud because it's like, okay, I only know so much. <laughs> like, you know but then when I, I, I... Last time I went back to Argentina... You know, so like, oh, yeah, I've been living in the U.S., doing this, doing that. Go to Disneyland every day? Yeah. (laughs) Every weekend. (laughs) So, yes. Mm -hmm. So, that definitely depends on the setting and who's asking. Mm -hmm. So, it seems like, you know, one thing we were discussing, you know, when trying to formulate how to even approach this podcast is Mm -hmm. we kind of both thought we were going to go with the double consciousness because... We were saying there are so many interesting ways how it is still very relevant to many situations mm-hmm. today uh, in different cultures, with different people, with different experiences and different backgrounds. It seems like there is no escape of having that double consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and different experiences we go through that would lead, you know, people that you know there are some similarities but we have a lot of differences and even reading these texts you know there's a lot of differences between the backgrounds we come from and our experiences and these people we're reading about and sony's blues Mm -hmm. you know from harlem and then um you know about the moss and you know growing up in the mexican culture and different Mm -hmm. things so it's interesting that there's still even with these dividing lines so much relatability Mm-hmm. you know and even from our different perspectives we can all come here and read these these texts yeah and there's still a lot we could both gain with and that it could affect us emotionally yes on a human yes. level which mm-hmm. which is really interesting so but i definitely wanted to say thank you very much for um your 
contribution to this and for all your insight and for taking the time to read all of these texts and go over this with me (laughs) and I really appreciate you um, sharing insightful experiences and parts of who you are with me and whoever's going to hear this (laughs) (laughs) but is there anything else you wanted to add or say or uh no just thank you for uh letting me share this with you uh i definitely would like to read more of those texts uh but no just thank you for having me in mind and this was really fun and it's very an interesting topic it's it's very um i don't know what to say that maybe deep i don't know make me really go back and think about the experiences i've been through and how mm-hmm. Uh, even though these are texts from years ago, like, like we still be able to relate to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, just even coming from our different perspectives, mm-hmm. you know, relating. Yeah. It's, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed speaking with you. I, I thought of you when I thought of someone to speak with because I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I think she has some interesting perspectives and insight to share for everyone. So, <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank and this you. concludes our podcast. And thank you for your time. Bye. Bye.